good evening. I love that. Good evening. Today is 5.12 p.m., uh, May 17th, 2021, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, this week's step is step tres, step three. My name is Lewis, and I'm a compulsive old reader. Uh, share up straight, blah, blah, blah. Main crude reading from the big book. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Sorry, there was extra stuff there. Um, step three. Well, first, I guess let me qualify real fast, right? Because, um, you know, without sort of that, me identifying as one of you guys or you guys identifying as one of me, uh, you know, I'm just another, you know, wackadoo up here just, you know, saying whatever. So let me just share my screen. Uh, some of you have seen these pictures. Uh, some of you may have not, but, you know, it, I think it's always good to see the disease in action and how it's really affected uh, me physically. Um, here's me. And for those of you who are listening in, uh, here's a photo of me at 380 plus pounds. Um, you know, I'm, I'm so large that I really don't have a neck. You know, basically, it's just a ball on top of a bigger ball. And, um, you know, the thing I always like to talk about is the eyes, right? There's nothing behind my eyes. Um, and of course I'm dressed in the typical bigger guy uniform of a shirt layered on top of something else, because of course that always slims me out clearly. Um, even having lost hundred pounds at 280, still morbidly obese, this is the mid two thousands. Uh, you're really missing out if you're not actually watching this and you're just listening this, to this back later because clothes in the early two thousands, very fashionable, very fashionable and baggy. But again, even with 100 pounds gone, still morbidly obese, still incredibly unhappy, and food is still a solution for my problems. Moving on down, uh, a, a year later on from that, I went down to 175 pounds, white knuckling the entire uh, way down. Um, this particular photo is great because I am just absolutely positively nuts, right? And I always say there's a tornado in this guy's head and there's a giant God-sized hole in that man's chest. I'm sitting there at a cheesecake factory with a mug filled with ice water because, of course. Um, and and I, I, love, I love watching people's faces when I show this photo because they always think this is like the last one, you know, and it's not, right? It's not the last one because when I don't have a spiritual solution to all my problems, you know, I, I will make food an option. And when I make food an option, this picture happens 320 pounds right before I walked into these rooms, maybe a year or two before, no, three years before I walked into these rooms. And the scary part about this photo is that I put on that weight from 175 to about 320 in just about a year, right? That takes work. That is effort. That is a job. My job was numbing out. My job was not experiencing anything. Uh, and it cost me everything, right? I was in, in I'm originally from Chicago. I'd moved to Los Angeles, it cost me my marriage, cost me where I was living. It cost me everything, everything, my sanity, right? Cost me my soul. Let's end on a high note with the pictures. Here I am. This is 201 pounds last April. Uh, I sit at 195 now. Um, I'm, if you're, again, you're missing out if you're just listening back to this really uh, the best reason to come to these meetings live is because you get to see the photos of me wearing shorts with a suit jacket and a shirt. 
Um, but more importantly, the, the person in this photo, you know, has neutrality around the food. You know, the promises have come true for this person, right? And there's happiness and joy in this person's life. Genuine, right? When someone asks me how I'm doing, it's not the like, fine, you know, I guess it's all right. Looking for the other shoe to drop, you know, things are genuinely good. So, okay, now you know where I'm coming from, right? Um, before I walked into these rooms, I, I had a higher power. I had God. I believed in God. Um, but for me, it was the God of my childhood. I grew up Catholic. Um, that's the God I had. Um, but I grew up incredibly resentful towards that God. For me, I was born. Uh, uh, I had I was born with a bunch of medical issues. Required a crap ton of surgeries as a kid, um, and because of that, I I was certain that I was alive despite God, not because of God. Right? Because in my head, why would God do this? Why would why would God make me born this way, to require so much physical trauma to fix? Right? not even to make normal, but sort of an approximation of what normal would be. A lot of those surgeries made it so there's, there wasn't a moment in my life where I didn't think about how I looked to other people physically. So, you know, I already came in with a chip on my shoulder. So there's, there we go, that's where we're coming from. And if you've been following along with this meeting, all right, we've already admitted we were powerless over alcohol, food, that our lives have become unmanageable. We got that, right? I crawled into these rooms. My life was definitely unmanageable. I walked in uh, uh, on the uh, post on the verge of, trying, of wanting to kill myself, right? That's my life, it was unmanageable. Step one, check. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity, right? And what I love is the book is like, hey dude, you don't have to have the full-blown thing, but just something, right? And not even just something. Be open to the possibility that maybe could be something more than you that, 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 that could restore you to sanity. Something maybe possibly, that's enough. Great, okay. So now step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. So you're telling me my life is unmanageable, you're telling me that, that, that this higher power is going to restore me to sanity. I just met this guy and you want me to give him the keys to the place. How, how the hell do you want me to do that? How does that work? The first requirement is that we be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. On that basis, we are almost always in collision with something or somebody, even though our motives are good. That's page 60 in the big book. And I love that because that's exactly what I did. I'm gonna jump around a little bit because I also have the, uh, the uh, AA 12 and 12 here. And another great line about that is, is our whole, you know, it says page 40 in the AA 12 and 12. Our whole trouble had been the misuse of willpower, right? We tried to bombard our problems with it instead of attempting to bring it into agreement with God's intention for us, right? So I tried to do everything on willpower. 
And there's a great example in the uh, AA 12 and 12 that talks about our dependence, right? Where we can easily give our dependence to, to the electric company to provide lights for our place, right? Like I, I, I turn this lamp on and off and I know the light's gonna be there. You know, I turn the faucet on for the water. I just clicked something on my computer, sorry. Uh, I turned I turn the, the, the faucet on in my sink. I have dependence that the water company will have water there, right? But as soon as you ask me to, to have dependence on a power greater than myself, to remove this obsession with the food, that's a bit too far. And here's the funny thing that I had to realize, the, the hard way, right? Because that's how I learned. What can I control with my willpower to begin with? You know, I had, I have, I had this can of water in the fridge, right? I couldn't will it to get colder faster. You know, it's still a little lukewarm. I took too long to put it in the fridge before the meeting. I can't, I can't will, you know, uh, uh, you know, I can, I can't very well, you know, will my neighbor uh, to stop making so much noise and vacuuming at nine o'clock at night. My willpower can't control that. Shit, I can't even will myself to get out of bed some days. What do I need, right? Action. And this is one of my favorite parts about step three, eventually, at least, is that it's sort of, we're finishing up the scaffolding, right? We're finish up, finishing up this sort of spiritual scaffolding, the platform of where we launch into action, right? And if I have a strong scaffolding, the launch pad is gonna be strong enough to take my momentum. And my favorite part of the big book, one of my favorites, right, is, is the description. You know, uh, his arrangements would only stay put. If only people would do as he wished, the show would be great, right? The director thing. What usually happens, right? The show doesn't come off very well. He begins to think life doesn't treat him right, and he decides to exert himself more. Why the hell, if things not working for me, why the hell do I squeeze harder on people? Why the hell do I squeeze harder uh, on things? Why do I squeeze harder on places? Is he not a victim of the delusion that he can wrest satisfaction and happiness out of this world if only he manages well? Page 61. Is he not, even in his best moments, a producer of confusion rather than harmony? because I keep throwing my willpower at things. That's my default. That's where I start at. And I love this because who, who wants to be called out, right? Certainly not me, but the book will do that. Our actor is self-centered, egocentric, like the retired businessman who lolls into the Florida sunshine in the winter, complaining of the sad state of the nation, right? The complainer. The minister who sighs over the sins of the 20th century, right? Politicians, reformers, 
you know, all who are sure uh, the world would be utopia if the rest of the world would only behave, right? The self-righteous folks. That's me and me. Invariably, we find that sometime in the past, we have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. Page 62, Bill, big book, right? The spiritual malady in that paragraph, selfishness and self-centeredness. It's the root of my problems. And, and I don't always say it so eloquently, but I love describing it as just, I was born with my head firmly up my ass. <laughs> And, and I need, right, I need this power greater than myself, right? And sometimes, you know, especially early on for me, when I still had that self-righteousness towards the, the, the God of my, my childhood, right, I needed it to be you guys. I needed you guys to pull my head out of my And not just that, right? But to point it, to point it at the sunlight of the spirit. It's not enough. It's not enough just for me to be like self-aware. You know, I can, I can, I can, I can sit here and go, yeah, I know I'm being a jerk, but guess what? I'm still gonna act like a jerk. That's my default. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing or trying on our own power. We had to have God's help. Page 62, big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. One of the lines that really kind of hits home with me. And this is the hard part for me, right? Because when I read this, when I read the big book, when I read the literature, doesn't even have to be the big book. When I read the uh, AA 12 and 12, it's, it's a mirror, right? And it's not, it's not always pretty. I marked it off somewhere and I lost my place. I always do this. <laughs> um, where did it go? This is where Susan is way more organized than I am. Oh, here we go. Here we go, right? We have this dependence, right? You know, I can, I can trust that the light company has the lights on. Here we go. Here we go. But the moment our mental or, in the, or emotional independence is in question, right? This is now the top of page set, uh, 37 in the AA 12 and 12, is in question how differently we behave, how persistently we claim the right to decide all by ourselves just what we shall think and just how we shall act. Oh, yeah, we'll weigh the pros and cons of every problem. We'll listen politely to those who would advise us, but all the decisions are to be ours alone. Nobody's going to meddle with our personal independence in such matters. Besides, there's no one we can really trust, right? We're certain that our intelligence, I like to think I'm pretty smart, backed by willpower, which of course has been successful so far, can rightly control our inner lives and guarantee us success in the world we live in. This brave philosophy wherein each man plays God sounds good in the speaking, right? Yeah, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Make a bad of yourself. Uh, but 
it still has to meet the acid test. How well does it actually work? One good look in the mirror ought to be answer enough for any alcoholic. Oof. Definitely don't like to hear that. How many times would I binge? Would I, would I use and sit there and look in the mirror and tell myself I'm gonna start Monday? Tell myself that was the last one, Lewis. That was the last one. And, and how many times did I sit there and go, you POS? Why can't you just get it? You just watched that documentary. Don't you get it? No, this will be the right program, Lewis. This will be the right exercise regimen. This will be it. This will be the one. How many times did I sit there in the mirror doing that? And squeeze harder, right? You have three more minutes. Holy crap. That was really fast. Okay. So, so let's get into the, 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 of what it took for me, right? I'm coming in with this incredibly resentful. In the beginning, there was a lot of acting as if, and I had to do these things that I like to call trust falls with God. And what that meant was, there were days where I just wasn't sure, right? I just wasn't sure if that higher power that I had of my own conception really had my back. So I had to do something small. I had to have faith that that higher power would have me with the tiniest action. And if that worked, that was enough momentum to take me into the next action. And holy shit, that would work. Use that momentum to take me into the next one. If you've ever uh, uh, called me for outreach, there are two things I usually, you know, uh, say, what step are you on? And also, uh, uh, you know, I'll probably ask you to call other fellows and ask them their experience on it. So I did a lot of asking around. How did you hand it over? Because that's the beauty of all this, right? That, that someone in this room has had that experience with you. And, and I always talk about that experience of those little actions building on each other where I really believe that I could hand it all over my higher power. And now for me, that faith is unshakable. You can't tell me that my higher power doesn't have my back. I don't believe you. So we're now at step three. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and do with me as thou wilt. Right? I love how instructional it is. I'm giving myself to you, my higher power. Why? Why am I giving myself to my higher power, right? To build with me and do with me as thou wilt. Make me an instrument. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do my will. Get my head out of my ass so I can be there for the next person. 
take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those of I would help, right? Help me, God. I can't remove my difficulties. One, two, and three on everything, right? I'm powerless over this. It's unmanageable for me. That's 20 God. minutes. That's 20 minutes. But my higher power can remove it. May I do that? I will always. Again, the reminder. Today, that's my hotline to my higher power. The third step prayer is my hotline. Um, so, yeah. So, hopefully, if you've taken this step thoroughly, you know, you'll feel bold and brave enough to do what I did and launch into action into step four. Um, thanks for letting me share. Oh, wait, I got to talk some more. Uh, let's see. After the speaker. Um, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares, as this is a big book study. Sharing uh, and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask that you accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone. And the Zoom host will call uh, the raised hands in order. With the timekeeper, Kelly, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. Who would like to share? Hi, Lewis. Amy B., very grateful Recovery Compulsive Overy. Thank you so much for your service tonight. That was incredibly um, relatable and impactful and moving and wonderful and also way too short. So my question for you is, what would you say if you had three more minutes? Well, um, you know, I, I'd say, I'd say, I just would just reiterate, right. You know, take those, take those little leaps of faith, right. Those, it doesn't matter how small they'll seem, right. You know, they, they only build on the other, right. If, if the moment for me, when I really took a step three was sitting, uh, and it was only a couple years ago, it was when my kidney failed the second time. And I was, I was laying in the emergency room and I was laying there and I knew my kidney had failed. The doctors had told me I was just sitting there waiting for a bed to open up. And they said it might not be till the next day. And I sat there, you know, I had two choices, right? I had two choices. I could either, I could either keep this all to myself and, and, you know, make sure the inside job happens or I can let people know what's happening, Right. I can let people in. I can ask for help. God is or isn't. And I chose to call my sponsor and ask for help. And that opened up everything. And that for me was, that cinched it. You know, that was the proof in the pudding. That was the proof. That holy shit. Not forget that I uh, took step three. No. Holy shit, my higher power came through for me. There is something to this. But I had built on that with these smaller actions. So that's what I'd say. Zach, I see your hand is raised. Would you like to uh, share or ask a question? Absolutely. Thank you, Amy. Hey, this is Zach and Pulse Reader. Uh, Lewis, thank you very much for your share. It was very um, inspiring, even though you're very far away. 
had a question um, about how you relate to other people who are not in program around 12 steps in particular, step three, I guess, if that's particular, but um, yeah, how do you, you know, when you're giving advice, when you're talking to people, family, whatever, um, you know, how do you translate how that works for you to other people? Um, it's just sharing, I can only share my experience, right? So, so if I'm talking to non-program people, you know, sometimes it's been my brother, you know, where how many times can I say like, dude, what can we actually do about this today? You know, like he'll be disturbed. I'll be disturbed. What, what, what can I do about this at this second? 99.9% .9 of the time, right? The answer is nothing. Lewis, it's out of your control, you know? And acceptance is not easy, right? I'm lucky. Because I have my higher power as backup. So for someone else, you know, just remind them how, much, how little we actually do control.